Listening to the Amodamar podcast. In this series, Amoda explores her essential teaching through conversation and excerpts from interviews and events. To find out more about events and to sign up for her newsletter, go to www.amodamar.com. Please subscribe, comment, and share if this podcast moves you. And if you feel called to donate, please go to the website. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Greetings once again, <clears throat> and welcome to another Amodamar podcast. My name, if you don't know already, is Kavi, and today I'm delighted to be once again in conversation with Amodamar. Hello, Amoda. Hello, Kavi. Today, we're going to be talking about awakening and enlightenment. And the reason that this has come up is that because in recent events, courses that we've been doing, this area has, we've been asked, Amoda's been asked, kind of what it is. (laughs) Is it a thing? Is it an experience? Is awakening a state? Is awakening the same as enlightenment? Is awakening a sudden happening or experience? Is it a gradual path, an unfoldment? And you know the whole of the the, the package that is uh, has, is kind of preoccupying and interesting the spiritual seeker, particularly the contemporary spiritual seeker. So in a way, we will be speaking contem- contemporarily, if that's a right, if that's a word, I haven't got a clue. So there's going to be a lot to unpack. Again, this is not a treatise. This is not some dogmatic exploration. This isn't you know, some textbook. This is uh, hopefully a juicy conversation as an adjunct to Amoda's teaching. Um, And, you know, there's a, there's hopefully there's some entertainment value in it. So Amoda, having said all of that, um, I'm not exactly sure where to start, but let me just cut to the chase. What is meant by awakening and both in well really in your to you we're not looking at the traditional notions although we we can discuss those a little bit but what is awakening to you well first of all may i say uh, if i'm not jumping the gun here um that the very word awakening as it's filtered into more mainstream culture has become a little confused in some ways, um, or it's used in many different ways, or um, for instance, the spiritual awakening, which is what we're going to dive into. Um, But there's also um, awakening in the sense of having a blinding insight um uh, in any context within a family dynamic within a relationship um within some aspect of the world um where well, you... there has been a lot of you know in the last few years particularly in america there has been a lot of talk around awakening in the political kind yes. of global context yes you know <laughs> seeing perhaps that where we once saw authority and safety that there's more corruption and greed and so on that's a kind of awakening it sort of catapults us out of a certain way of seeing um and uh, seeing the bigger picture so those are all awakenings but we're, we're not really speaking about that although it has become co-opted by a more <laughs> mainstream uh language 
But it does have truth. It does have, sorry, I don't, I will start interrupting you, I'm afraid, and I'll try and leave you. But at the heart of all of those things, they have the word, at least truth. Or truth on a relative level, yes. Truth, yeah. 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 But that's it's the, like opening, the, opening our eyes, seeing the bigger picture, seeing yeah. more than we had seen before, seeing into things, not being as blind, not being as uh, naive, not as being as <laughs> perhaps childlike. Uh, and I'm not saying those things uh, in any way judgmentally, but that's how it is. We, we wake up out of a certain uh, childlikeness uh, where we've handed authority to um, <laughs> some parental authority figure, whether that's in the uh, financial system, in the political system, uh, or, or in any other system. And we wake up, our eyes open. So there is a, there is a, a, an awakening in that sense. And then there's um, the awakening that, that we mean in a spiritual context, if you like, which is, again, it's, it's, it sort of goes beyond the spiritual right down into the human. But um, let's start perhaps with your original question, which was, how do I, what do I mean by awakening? Um, <clears throat> I, I refer to awakening um, as a waking up out of the dream of identity, waking up out of the dream of ego self. So it's a fundamental revolution in consciousness from seeing through the the myopic eyes of ego self, which always sees in terms of separation, um, sees me here and the world out there, sees me here and life out there, sees me here and you out there. And therefore is in, in a, in a divided state, it's me against something or me for something, me trying to get something or me trying to reject something. And most of what we call identity, the identity of self is derived from that narrow vision. It's kind of being lost in the world of form, lost in the world of this form, the body, lost in the world of my psychological form, my thoughts, my beliefs, my uh, emotions, uh, my narratives, my opinions, my my likes and dislikes, and so on. So when we're lost in form and we're identified with form, um, we could call that the a sleep state. <laughs> yeah, it's like sleepwalking. We're on, we're on automatic. We're, we're, we're responding or not even responding. We're reacting to conditions and circumstances um, on a kind of automatic knee-jerk reaction based on conditioning, based on our beliefs, based on our thoughts, based on our likes and dislikes. Waking up out of that is waking up out of identification with form and coming to know our essential nature, that which I am prior to form. So it's a waking up out of, it's a freeing up of the um, prison of personality or the pris- prison of cultural identity or the prison of uh, um, who I think I am as this or that, depending on what I'm experiencing. We could call it self-realization because you come to know the true nature of self. And we could call it liberation. Another way of saying it is the erosion of the ego construct. Oh, there's so much to unpack in this. (laughs) Well, (laughs) yeah, perhaps we can contrast that with um, 
experiences of awakening. Okay, so kind of where I'm going with 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 some of this because you've you've kind of given a, a a description of it. Is is this that you're pointing to talking about enlightenment? I use the word inter- interchangeably, awakening or enlightenment or liberation. I use those terms interchangeably. And I know that, well, I think that certain traditions, certain philosophies, certain, you know, spiritual approaches try to differentiate between awakening. They differentiate between stages of awakening. They differentiate uh, 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 awakening from enlightenment. Um, They uh, have certain terminologies like samadhi uh, and so on and so on. And, you know, I'm really not interested in any of those. You know, maybe <laughs> maybe 30 years ago, uh, because of the um, sort of more academic mind I had and also the acquisition of knowledge, it was very good at acquiring knowledge, it would have, you know, scanned all that literature and understood it and put it into context and been able to explain it or understand it. and. I found out that none of that actually made any difference to my direct experience of freedom, of liberation, of self-knowledge, true self-knowledge, knowing what I am. Um, none of that made any difference. So I, I'm really not uh, in the in the place anymore where I look at any of those terms. Yeah. Um, it gets confusing and uh, it's, yeah, we can compare them to each other from different cultures and historical eras and all the different nuances, but you know, so what? <laughs> really, well, so what? Has it, has it, <clears throat> this is an honest question here, has the perception or the communication or the understanding of it uh, significantly changed in its journey from the east to the west. I don't know. Good answer. (laughs) (laughs) I was looking for something honest. (laughs) I don't honestly know. I mean, it depends where it lands. Yeah. I mean, you see, because what what I'm I'm not, not trying to get at, but what I sort of see is that there's a, you know, the Eastern, certainly in the past, the Eastern uh, description or whatever of, of, of enlightenment was that it was a, you know what should we say uh, a, a rare exalted s- state an abiding state that actually almost was out of the reach of uh people ordinary people and this is this is you know so it's it's kind of embedded itself in that way and and when you know and that's one thing when in in india for instance when this sangha is built or the you know devotee kind of stuff is around but over here there's a very different seeker in some ways and i'm just wondering about about all of that whether that matters, whether it's changed it, whether it's changed the understanding of it, whether it's changed, whether it's become more available for what reason, you know? I, I, I think in that context, it has become more available. Um, 
whether that's because there has been uh yeah some kind of filtering in of the of the <clears throat> the 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 path of spiritual seeking into the west uh for whatever reason um so that more people ordinary people who are genuinely seeking freedom peace true fulfillment in a world that is lost in form <laughs> and mm-hmm. doesn't have a a strong if you like foundation for for spiritual inquiry uh, that has given birth to spiritual inquiry in the west so in that sense it's become more available uh, that's part of it and i think the other part of it is that there is a sort of frequency field of we could call it evolution in which awakening out of the dream of ego ego is becoming uh, uh, an evolutionary necessity for hu- for humanity so more individuals are awakening now with that comes a lot more confusion because you can have an awakening and it's not abiding but you think it is and then you chase it so there's more confusion if you like because there's less maybe guidance in this realm um there's more different teachings there's yes, more individuals there are, yeah. awakening on their own without any support or feedback or reflection so there's a lot more potential perhaps in the west but also uh, mm-hmm. perhaps with that comes a lot more confusion and then add another factor to that um which is the uh, dare i say it sophistication of the western psyche that's not necessarily a, a a more evolved thing but when i say sophisticated it's more complex in the sense that we have maybe not so much i think it's endemic now in 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 most of the world in all the world, but certainly historically, we now have um, more dysfunction um, in in families, in uh, society, in nations, um, uh, more fear, uh, and so on and so on. So the, the 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 Western psyche is let's not call it the Western psyche. The modern psyche is more complex. It's more complex, more sophisticated, and we also have a lot more psychological insight into how uh, a human being operates uh, more understanding of uh, ego mechanism uh, certainly more talk about ego which wasn't around perhaps even 50 years ago um, and so on and so on so we've got a whole uh, rich dimension of exploration that was perhaps more simple I say that I don't mean that by demeaning it but more direct more pure in in the traditional spiritual culture but also perhaps more more rare more out of reach you had to go to the to find a master to find a teacher and they were much more rare we didn't have the internet we didn't have yeah and so on and so on so um yes I think there is a I don't know if it's the difference, but there's definitely a, a sort of wider, broader arena for the exploration and experience of awakening today. Wow, that's a <laughs> that's a, a great answer. That is also, you know, very juicy to actually, you know, because from talking about awakening, we actually, you know, ended up talking about the psychology or the psycho psychological construct of the seeker, which is inherently involved in it isn't it because we are living in a commodity driven west and and you know the, it sort of comes out of a not a commodity driven culture or collective and so and because of as you said you know this is this is a sophisticated clever seeker in a, in a way and and what that brings up for me is the is the, the, the kind of how every culture seems to have uh, an ability for the wool to be pulled over its eyes by snake oil salesmen, by, you know, by 
floweriness or by promising dreams, by, you know, all, all of this kind of stuff. And what I've noticed, I think, in the, in, in the people that we've worked with is that although there's a tendency to follow those kind of things, there's something refreshing, I have to say, about what you do and what we do because it throws a lot of those frills out of the window. You're actually getting down to the basics, the nuts and bolts of what awakened living might look like. Is that, is that true? Is that a fair thing? Well, if you mean there isn't a promise or guarantee of anything. There uh, isn't a carrot either. You do de-carrot most of, it, most of the time, don't well, you? Well, yes, it's, not a, it was, it's, it's neither a reward for being spiritually <laughs> good <laughs> for, for doing your spiritual work. It's not a reward that comes at the end of that, that progress path. Um, uh, uh, neither is it a, um, uh, 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 neither is it something, a package, a, a product, a commodity to add to your life. Yeah. So that's, that's not, that's not on offer. <laughs> yeah. What is on offer is, is, is the availability of, of, Freedom in all circumstances, yeah, and this requires a great uh, and available uh, willingness to observe, to see, to be honest about what what is obscuring that freedom in every moment, and that's what we look at in in, in the work that I do. Is there's no promise, there's no promise, there's no lure, there's no guarantee, there's no if you do this, then this will happen. There's no, there's no nothing. Is that correct? (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm going to a good place with this, to be honest. Where are you going with this? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to ask you whether. Awaken the awakening, just go back. Let's go back. Yeah, because we meander off and then let's go back. The awakening that you're talking about, which is to sum it up again. Wake up out of the construct of ego self. Wake up out of the separate me that I am a somebody separate to other, uh, separate to everything, separate to life, separate from existence yeah okay so there are three three things i want to talk about one what does that mean for relating yeah well if if the construct of me what you're just describing is a false construct actually a dream construct when that goes dissolves whatever or seen through or is somehow gone beyond what does that mean Where do you live from in this world of relativity? And the second and third thing are related to each other was, is is it a a sudden experience, and I use that term lightly, or is it a gradual path? Can it be both? Is it, you know, all these kind of things. So there are three things that I want to cover, and yeah. In that specific order? I have no order. I mean, you know, if it, if it moves moves you, whatever. Let's, Let, let's deal with the second, the, the first one yes. afterwards, shall we? Oh, okay. That'd be good, yeah. No, no. Let's let's deal with the first one first, because I think okay. that then the second one will actually make sense okay. in relation so, to that. So that's very. It's very specific. You're talking about. Awakening, waking up from a, a dream, a dream state. Let's just put it as simply as that. That had a reality about it, but you've, yeah, you're not. 
Mm. What does that mean? Well, let, let's put it this way. Um, when when I sort of work backwards, when when there's a, a, a true undoing, yeah, undoing of the identity, the self-construct of me as a separate self. Everything else is out there, yeah, including life, including existence. That doesn't mean that we no longer experience the world of relativity. We do because we see <laughs> objects, yeah? I can see this glass of water. I can see what, you know, whatever objects are around me. I can see other people. So we experience the world of form as a world of relativity. What changes is that I am fundamentally rooted, if you like, or uh, there's a deep knowing of and living from my essential nature as beingness, which is not mine. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the beingness is one. And out of that arise many forms. Yeah, there are expressions or manifestations of the one beingness. That's what I call a uh, waking up out of the dream. Waking up out of the dream that you are a wave and there are many other waves. And that's all there is. A lot of waves <laughs> vying for attention, perhaps, or competing with each other or agreeing with each other or disagreeing with each other. Yeah. All seemingly different and separate. That's the dream, the dream state, the, the unconscious ego state. Waking up out of that, you realize fundamentally, you know in the depth of your, be the depth of your belly and every fiber of your being, you come to know it energetically that you are the ocean. And the ocean, the waves are an expression of the ocean, but only on the surface. Fundamentally, your nature, your essential nature is the same. You're not made of something different. Neither are you separate. It's all one. That changes everything. What, is, what, what does it change? First of all, <laughs> first of all, it liberates you from the identity as a wave. Because if you're a wave that is small, let's say, then you'll be identified, I don't mean physically small, but let's say weak. Weak, or you, you experience life from a place of, because of your conditioning, being the victim or being victimized or being weak or not being strong enough or not being worth worthy enough. Yeah. All the things that make up the, the, the human uh, personality based on our conditioning, based on what we've inherited about ourselves, what we believe about ourselves, then from that place, and you believe that's who you are, then you will always try op operate from that place in the world You'll see others as stronger than you. You'll see others as more powerful. You'll see others as having more authority. You'll see yourself as the, I don't know, whatever it is, the unworthy one. And that'll become your story of life. That's your personal prison. It's not the truth, 
It's a relative truth because that's how you're experiencing it. Or the other way around, you could experience yourself as really strong and successful and powerful and uh, able to control others or have power over others. And then that becomes your story. And each one of those will have various ways of seeing the world. And each one of those will have various opinions and beliefs about themselves, about each other, about the world. That's the world of division. That's the world of argument. That's the world of conflict. Also, both of those will have, those both extremes or polarities will have um, aspects of life that they feel are very unwelcome, threatening, too much to bear. I can't do it or I can do it, yeah, whichever way round, or I don't want it, or they'll either reject yeah, or grasp. Yeah. yeah. So from that place, everything's divided. It's a divided Compar- place. The comparative self. Yeah. Yes. The, the, you know, well, from the place of the ocean, when you're liberated from identity, you're liberated from your story. You're liberated from the, the, the movie of your life. Yeah, you're not identifying with it. You're not deriving your identity from it. On the feeling level, is that got a, I can understand what you're talking about from the, you know, you painted a, a, a picture of it, but what, what does it feel like? Well, first of all, it feels like freedom. It Secondly, feel- it feels, yeah, it, it feels like uh, uh, an openness yeah, it's like you stop experiencing yourself as a tight self with a boundary here, whether it's a psychological boundary, a physical boundary, an emotional boundary. Everything comes undone. It's like all the structures of the self come undone. What I've noticed about you that has informed me over the years is that you have for some strange reason that I used to not really understand an innate sense of goodness about life. Well, yes, because on on, on a very deep level. And I remember experiencing this from you when I was in my more confused days, I would say. And, and I was, you know, I was like, how can you feel good about the world when there's so many things that happen or in one's daily life to to pull to rock the boat that's on the waves that is this not the deepest kind of ocean and it was then that I, I kind of realized hold on a minute this woman's you know even with all the vicissitudes of life there's this rooted is not a word I use particularly but is sort of abiding in a state of, of goodness. Now, what, what, what's that? What is that? Because most people don't have a, yeah. a state of goodness because goodness is, is only experienced on the comparative level yes. caused by something or a complete freak of accident, freak of nature, or something happens, it's good, and then it's gone. It's Yeah. I, 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 that, that is, you know, what, what, once you've, really recognized or known or yeah it's revealed itself discovered your essential nature your natural state your your innermost beingness which is unbounded it's infinite it has no boundary it is one with everything it's not separate from anything yes yeah, a full merging with life then life is no longer something outside of you that does good things and bad things. Life is you. You are life. They're one and the same. It's inseparable. And so there's no more, what is there not to trust? Because it's not a thing outside of you. There's just this openness there's so the just, argument with life is always from the self. The end of resistance. That's exactly what happens. There's no more resistance to what is. There's no more defendedness. There's no more rejection. There's no more resistance. Everything is nectar. And that doesn't mean everything's going along the way that you, you might think is, you know, I don't know, 
not everything is is ecstatic or pleasurable. Some things are painful. There is loss in life. There is, yeah, all sorts of things in life take place. But it's all nectar. It's all goodness. Yeah. So there's there's not the same dividing things up into the good things and the bad things. No, there doesn't seem to be. <laughs> I remember that. I remember a profound thing that happened when I read <clears throat> Krishnamurti. Uh, it's just has drawn my attention to mm. it. I read a few few years ago. You remember me reading that? Yes. And I read it, Krishnamurti talking to his people, saying the difference. And they asked him, "What's so different about you?" And he's Krishnamurti, who is the most one of the most amazing orators of of our of all time. I think you know. Said the only difference between me and you is that I don't mind what happens. Exactly. And I, and I still, when I when I hear when I say that or or think about it, I just fall into such a state of of actually of goodness, yeah. whether whether it's a an abiding state for me anymore or not. Just to to know that there's almost like that's possible. If that not because of him, but because of if if we can think of it, it's possible. Wow. And I, you know, are you talking, that's, that's the same thing. That that is what I'm talking about. I mean, that, 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 you know, then that leads to all sorts of questions like, well, does does that mean you're passive and just anything is all right? Well, no, even Krishnamurti had impulses to move to different locations in the world to. um, So it's not the eradication of the human being. No. preferences. We do have preferences, if you like, or we do have. Uh, impulses from within that guide us in this way or that way. You know, I may choose, if you like, or want to live in this city or this location rather than that one. But it doesn't come from a place of, if I do, uh, uh, that means that's, you know, I made it. <laughs> or, uh, and then if I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm somehow punished by life. You know, there isn't an identity in it. And so it comes from a very different place. There isn't the same grasping or aversion. It's much more of a natural flow. And actually life just takes care of itself. You seem to, it seems to um, almost like manifest from the inside rather than being a, a striving or grasping to make happen on the out from, from the surface. Yeah. So I don't mind what happens is, is means that I'm not grasping with the mind. Yeah. Wow. I'm not grasping or rejecting with the mind because I don't want it or I do want it. And I don't want it because it scares me or I do want it because it makes me feel special or whatever it might be or safe. Yeah. It doesn't come from that place. That's where the undoing of the identity means that you're not deriving your identity from what happens. But what happens tends to be, well, it always is actually, even when you think it's not, and a lot, it's coming from that, that inner wholeness. It's in alignment with your, with your innermost. Yeah. Whether it's an opportunity for growth or an opportunity for whatever it might be. Yeah expansion or, uh, yeah, possibility, uh, so on. Every, every aspect of life that happens in this yeah. unbounded state, if you like, is always for the goodness. Yeah? Even when it seems like there's a challenge in it or a, or a loss in it or a change in it, or a, yeah, it's always for the goodness. Well, we start I mean, to trust that. Well, so many things we don't go on about, but <laughs> it's, it, it seems on a certain level a, a natural. It's not a, a it's, it seems from what you're describing that it's actually an, an, a natural place, a natural thing that is the consequence of the dismantling or the seeing through the dissolvement of that egoic state. It's not a replacement, another thing 
you, we're not, we're, we can't go on this endlessly. It's not the Russian doll syndrome. We take off one and then there's another sort of self. Well, that's the expanded self. It's actually what's naturally there when the falseness that we've been conditioned into, rightly, wrongly, who cares, is, is, is seen through. Yes, well, it's an undoing. It's a yeah, rather than a an adding on. Because the whole ego construct is an adding on, right? Yeah, we're we're, we're brought it's up. A, it's a layering, a scaffolding of yeah. Right? Like it is, yeah, yeah, it is. It's an undoing. So it is so the it, Russian. It, it is the Russian. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Except you end it? up in emptiness. <laughs> well, you end up as as the truth of things, which is the air. It's, yeah, the emptiness. Yeah, emptiness. Um, but you know, then you know, what has this got to do with? We, we could ask, or others may ask, what has this got <laughs> to do with? Um, uh, you know, enlightenment in the sense of how it's normally understood as some exalted state, yes, good. an elevated state. The light bulb goes on. You're illuminated. You're all perfect. Everything is perfect. One with uh, and you experience with bliss. bliss. Yeah. Uh, an endless peace and all of that, or even, um, you know, some people speak of like a great Kundalini explosion and all of that. What has this got to do with it? Um, well, it has and it hasn't. <laughs> okay, let's talk all, all about of that, how it has and yeah. then talk about how it hasn't. Well, it has in the sense of, uh, those awakening experiences, experience, an, an experience of an awakened state, which is like a, a sudden jump or glimpse into uh, into the oneness of things, or uh, a sudden uh, jump or a glimpse of unbounded peace that is like bliss and joy. So where before there was perhaps suffering and angst and agitation, suddenly everything is peaceful. And it may go on maybe for a few minutes, maybe for a few days, maybe for a few months, who knows. Um, uh, And then it's gone. Or there's a great kundalini explosion, a movement of energy through the body that seems to open up what we might call the chakras, and then there's a sense of light being a light being, or whatever. Brown chakra opens. Yes. So the heavens pour in. (laughs) Perhaps yes, uh, a a realization of God essence, um, and I am that, and all of this. We could say, or we do say, (laughs) can be part of the journey of waking up out of ego construct, yeah? When there are movements of energy, either in the psyche or in the body, in the nervous system, that are either catalyzed by something Mm-hmm. It could be deep meditation. It mm-hmm. could be body movement, yeah. body movement, breath work, um, or it could be just spontaneous by itself. Mm-hmm. Who knows mm-hmm. why it's it's happening? Yeah, mm-hmm. it could be shock. <laughs> mm-hmm. it could be a near death experience. There are many mm-hmm. situations, mm-hmm. Um, and they give us. It's like a glimpse. Yeah, we 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 the the, the myopic ego construct opens up, and we have a a much wider, broader, unbounded, enlightened view, you could say. Maybe it's an opening of the heart. Maybe it's an opening of the mind. Maybe it's an opening of the nervous system. Something is released and it's it's sudden. It's powerful. It's uh, really a real shift in, 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 in consciousness. And that is then called awakening or enlightenment. You could say it's an awakening experience or an enlightenment experience. But it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't go in. Yeah, it remains as that experience. So it's part of the journey that can take place, but it's also misleading in that there can be such a wanting desire to stay in that state. We have it. We have. We've encountered 
worked with quite a few people in or a way yeah who, who 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 like had it i lost it we talked about this yeah a lot. i've got it we, i've I had lost it. it i love it the hokey cokey i call it <laughs> you've got you're in you're out you're in you're out you're in you're out you know and and suddenly you're back on the hamster wheel yeah and then you, there's that you that you left when you had that experience yeah by actually seeking to want it again by you know accidentally almost you end up on the hamster wheel yes and then and then there's also a uh uh, taking ownership of that state, which is, ah, I'm enlightened now. <laughs> yeah. I am enlightened now. And then also a confusion that that is what enlightenment is. And therefore, as you just said, wanting to, to stay in that state, wanting to go back to that state. And there you are again. So it's important not to confuse a glimpse, an awakening, a sudden opening with really what we're speaking about here, which is what I call awakening, which is the end of identity with any construct uh, that is created to, (laughs) to separate or divide you from any experience. In other words, the end of the argument. The end of the argument with what is. And it goes all the way into your life. Well, so also, you, how does that, how does that, how does that relate to uh, those who have had an experience and the, or those even who haven't had an experience? How does what relate to? Well, what what can anyone do in effect? (laughs) Do nothing. Do nothing. Do nothing. Do not confuse the self with the awakened. That's what I was going to ask. Sorry, I I don't mean to interrupt, but it's that you you talked about experience. The experience, yeah, the the awakening experience. So what I heard you say was that don't derive your identity from any experience, yes. even if it's the enlightened one. That's right. Remain as the silence. <laughs> yeah. Remain as the stillness. Remain as the awareness within that experience. And everything that comes and goes, however long it lasts, however wonderful or blissful it is, that's not it. Whether it's Satori, Samadhi, or any other fancy name that you can give it. Yeah. If you're seeking to hold on to it, if you're seeking, to get approval for it from anyone. If you're seeking to create another identity for yourself from that, if you're seeking to to, um, reject any other experience apart from that one, that's the one. So then perhaps sadness comes or loss comes or a certain yeah. inner darkness. That's not it. You're holding on to this. Do not seek to create yourself out of any experience. Remain as the silence. Remain as the witness within it. Not removed from it, but within it. Allow it to move, to pass and see what remains. There's almost a purification that that hasn't been talked about. We haven't talked about this as the either enlightened experience or the ability. If If you stay here, I know this, if you stay here in the willingness of the, in the way that you said, you 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 have you're going to meet everything. You're going to meet everything in the same way that Buddha sat under that tree, 
said, and you know, pretty much said, I'm not moving until something shifts. And what happened? The Maras. The Maras to the contemporary mind are your fears, your shame, your whatever has been is trying to be avoided. Yes. And what you're saying is a turning around from the desire for avoidance, even if it's in the glimpse of the esoteric, you know, Sartori, yes. saying, no, yes, I'm not going to be deluded by that anymore. I'm coming back to this, 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 this. That's right. And that's when the possibility of deeper layers of the scaffolding of self come undone. And that's when it be it reveals itself over time as very natural state. That's what your I said, natural yeah. condition. It's your natural state of being. It's ordinary. It's it's ordinary in the sense it's not an explosion. It's not an eternal bliss state. It's ordinary, but it's fundamentally different and extraordinary in comparison, and here we do make a comparison, to the unconscious dream state where there's always a sense of agitation because you're rooted, if you like, in separateness. The core belief, the main pin, everything revolves around that core wound or belief. It's not really a wound, but it's a belief of separateness that is unexamined in most people, although it starts to reveal itself on the spiritual path, often avoided in the way that we're speaking. But if you're on the true spiritual inquiry, it starts to reveal itself. And as this comes undone, because you're no longer craving or rejecting anything, grasping or avoiding anything, then it becomes a very natural space of goodness. And it's very ordinary. So life continues. And it's goodness because... The inher- because of what? Because the inherent nature of, of beingness is, is, is good, is somehow good is a, good is a tricky when word. When I say goodness, I don't use that word in opposition to badness, uh, I mean godness. Yeah, and yeah. what is godness, that can also be understood, but essential nature, that is the nature of everything, the nature of every form, every life form, every manifest form. It's one totality. It's not separate. And there's a, there's, it's goodness in that sense, because it's the source of true fulfillment. It's whole, it's complete. Unto itself. Unto itself. It's not seeking to add, nor seeking to reject. Wow. It is not well, I've just diminished. That. Yeah, it's not <laughs> diminished by anything. Yeah, you 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 can have as a human wow. being, as a human being, you can have uh, uh, an experience of loss, you can have an experience of pain. But your essential nature, your your innermost, deepest nature, your beingness itself, cannot be diminished by that loss or that pain. It's not it's not tainted. It's not harmed by that. Yes, yes, the human being, the body can be harmed. Yeah, we experience pain, heartbreak, yes. But in your core, in your depth, in the in the inside of the inside, which is what you are, as the open space of awareness, not a me being aware, 
but awareness itself. That is un, untouched, unbroken, yeah. invincible. <laughs> Nobody can take that away. Nothing, no experience can actually divide it or harm it or diminish it. Neither can it be added to. It can't be added to by success or approval or recognition or anything else that we might acquire in the world, yeah, as something that we want or something that we, yeah, is given to us or some whatever it might be. It can't be added to. It's unchangeable. That's goodness. That's godness. <laughs> That's beingness. That's essential. It's prior. It's prior. It's here before you experienced anything, before you label anything, before you reject anything, before you chase anything. It's here. That's our innermost. So, and, it, and it's here even while the chasing goes on. There isn't well, a human, well, you're not human, going there to. Isn't, there, there isn't a human being who doesn't have access to that. Well, there isn't a human be being that for which that possibility of knowing that isn't, is not available. It's available to all of us, but not many take up that invitation. No, of course not. Of course no. not. Yeah. Lost oh. in the... Oh, yeah. what a world we would have. <laughs> oh, my God, what an experience that would you be. Know, perhaps for some it's so, it's so, it's so uh, uh, over overridden and overwritten by uh the 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 narrative of self to you know to some extremes that it's not accessible i don't know no it's not accessible i i i you know I, well no, that's just beautiful it's beautiful you know and it reminds me that we never really for some reason it reminds me that we never really ever left the garden we never really ever left it. It was a dream. Well, that's that's what that's what's realised. You see, that's the metaphor. In, in the that, waking up, it's... you realise that it's always been this. But yeah. the dream of the self and the story of yes. self and my life and my story, well, yes, completely occluded that's... this knowing. That's all yeah. that happens. That's why and, it's natural. Yeah. And, and of course. Yeah. Your story, if you like, continues. Your life continues. I don't think your story continues in the same way. Yeah, my story used to be one of being a victim, being abandoned, being uh, disempowered, being uh, whatever it was. Uh, yeah. A and that story is no longer there. Yeah. Totally well, yeah, vanished. Yeah. Totally I mean, vanished. And life goes on. What about me? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yes, you your know, story I too. And I hear, I hear this, you know, because I've always been personally interested in the in the metaphor of the archetypalness of our of the human story. And Joseph Campbell has spoken to it a lot, but I'm real. I, I I really realise the nature of that Garden of Eden myth, yeah, which is the, there was a pure state natural state let's call it not pure because that has too many loaded connotations and actually the banishment from the garden is the banishment into separation separated yeah into the dream but still the, the garden is there still i, I it, think the, the 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 i don't know if it's a problem but the confusion is is that in 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 the myth of being banished from the garden, which I I don't know if that's a a Christian thing. I I think that might be a hijacking or a co-opting of that of that yeah. symbol symbology of that metaphor. I don't think we were banished. There's no banishments. I, yeah. I was I certainly was only <laughs> using that term. Yeah, instantly. so I just want to be careful about that. I, I, I think that, don't take it literally, people. Please, <laughs> I don't think there's anybody out there that's <laughs> banished us. I don't think God banished us. Daddy, Daddy I, banished. I, I think it is a metaphor for the natural state that perhaps we're each born as, and then, if you like, through 
the just the the environment of growing up and you know everything that takes place which is a natural part of the human journey as well although most of it's unconscious <laughs> in most of humanity so that that kind of reifies the unconsciousness um in that sense we 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 lose that essential natural innocence or openness that we're born as and then we're conditioned we're conditioned to avoid pain to avoid rejection to seek love but love comes uh you know, distorted, <laughs> dysfunctional, conditional. So we, we we lose the unconditional nature of love, really, um, and and so in that sense, we we're out of the garden, if you like, out of the original state, um, and it's then then it's ourselves that are kind of abandoning ourselves. Yeah, we've forgotten who we are. So I think. Perhaps that's what it's alluding to. But in waking up, you realize that it never went anywhere. It's not like you've got to go and reclaim it or recreate it. It's it's already here. It's already here. It's what you are. It's just occluded occluded by this dream. Yes. Of of identity and belief and 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 so on and so on. Okay. So, I mean, thank you for the amendment because I wouldn't want anybody to the get amendment. the idea that the amendment to my my little analogy of the garden. But I think you're right. Is nobody's really doing it to us. We do do it to ourselves. Um, I, you know, I I'm I'm kind of happy with that. We could always keep on going, but I, you know, I'm kind of happy with that. I hear you speaking to a, a, an almost simplicity you know in that sense i've always seen you as quite a zen not in the tradition but actually a pure zen yeah master or teacher with a with a very pure heart yeah, and a very mystical you've got a mystics sensibility so you've got this sort of strange anomalous package and you're so very eloquent that that uh it's a, it's always a joy to dissect this because we don't get the the opportunity in the meetings, in the courses, in the events, you know, too busy uh, answering questions to get into the nitty gritty here. So, I I appreciate it, and uh, and I I hope other people do as well. Yeah, it's just. Mm. Is there anything you'd like to wrap up with? <laughs> so we didn't get the chance really to talk so much about the sudden experience and the gradual erosion you know mm. the dedication or the devotion mm. all these kind of words so maybe we need to you know yeah, use this and come back and, and leapfrog onto second one the gradual path and the sudden path yes or the so path. i mean uh, the, the whole of our teaching is if you, you want to call it that what we offer is yeah. uh if you like a uh, 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 an unraveling of all the misunderstandings and the invitation to go back to what we said at the beginning. Um, I think, uh, that awakening is not a carrot dangled in front of you where you're waiting for that one experience that you can then say, I'm enlightened or I'm awakened. It, it, it is gradual in some ways. It's in, in the sense that the possibility is here now in every moment that you um, you recognize that you are not who you think you are and you, in that recognition, even for a moment, you experience, it's not you experience, but you know or you are the presence and openness rather than the grasping self in that moment. That's an awakening. That's awakening. And if that happens over and over again, whether you forget or whether you don't forget or whether it becomes an ongoing, yeah, yeah, that that you could say is the gradual path. So it doesn't have to be some place in the future when you've finally done enough meditations and enough this. You know, there might be moments 
or times on that journey where it takes a, takes a, a very mm-hmm. radical quantum, yeah, quantum leap, leap. A quantum yeah. leap, and then you can say, "Oh wow, that was yeah. that was a profound awakening or a, a shift." Hopefully, you don't say that because that starts to claim it, and you yeah. don't want to be claiming it. You just let it happen. You don't make any assessment, and gradually it starts to become your natural state. It is something erodes over yes. over time. It really yes. does. I mean, I can I could speak to that as well because that's yes. very much my experience was an, an erosion with certain peaks. You know yes. that that uh, it, well, mine was an erosion with a sudden fall off the end of the cliff. but you can't plan it you know there's no there's no right way there's no path but the path that's unfolding before you there is the the only yeah i mean the simplicity is the only thing you can do is realize in a way that there's a doorway here there's a doorway here there's a doorway here there's a doorway here we could go on like this forever there's a doorway here it is here it is and you don't have to freak out and you don't have to look backwards and say oh i missed the doorway that was it i've done you know it's like well here it is again every moment is every moment is the opportunity because life is good life supports you in this life offers you this <laughs> oh dear. Okay. I, I think right. we're going to leave it there. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you very much for listening, everyone. Um, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to YouTube if you're watching it on here. Um, share that, share it, enjoy it. Yeah. If you want to interact with us, any comments, questions, uh, I know that. We were going to do some questions and uh, maybe in next podcast, we're going to try and get to those questions. But we thought this conversation merited an airing and exploration. So thank you very much for listening. Um, Enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, Amoda, goodbye. And I think we say something here at this point. See you in the kitchen. Correct. (laughs) Adios. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.